What's up, guys, and welcome to The Box Factor, where we focus more on perspective instead of opinion. Today, I've got a guest with me. Her name is Tracy Rendon. She is a mutual friend of mine. I've got her on the show to talk about adoption, to talk about how it's affected her, and much more. Tracy, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Drake. Thank you for having me on here. It's my pleasure. So I'm just going to ask you a few questions, and we'll just talk about what adoption's meant to us and how it's affected us in our lives, and we'll just get right into it. So to start out, tell me about your story, and you can abbreviate it, you can tell me the whole thing. Just tell me your story and tell me how you came to be. All right. Well, um, I was born in Eloise, Michigan, and that is up by Detroit. Um, it's actually a town inside of a town, and it no longer exists, so it's more like Wayne County now. Um, I was born in 71. As far as I know, I was in a foster home. Um, this is what my mom, you know, has told me. I was in a foster home for nine weeks, and then she came to uh, to see me, and she said it was love at first sight, and I actually, um, like, vomited on her. <laughs> and so she was like, that was it. That's how she chose, you know, that was, that was when she fell in love. So um, from there, um, I lived in uh, – I grew up in Jackson, Michigan. Um, I also have an uh, older brother. He's four years older and he was also adopted, um, but he's adopted through family still. So that was my mom's nephew. Um, I've always known, like, I don't remember ever not knowing I was adopted. Like she would always tell me, you know, how special I was because I was chosen and that my mother loved me. Um, my biological mother loved me and she just wanted a better home or better, better life than what she probably could give, had given me. Um, so I am 40. So gosh, I'm 48. I believe <laughs> um, I'm losing track of my age. I don't believe that. But um, I actually found my birth family last year. Gosh, it was such a, it, it was an ordeal to get my records released because um, back in before 80, 1980, that everything was sealed. So I had to go through the courts in Michigan. I live in Tennessee now. So I had to go through the courts in Michigan. And it took probably from beginning to end, maybe less than four, three to four months, maybe something like that. Um, after I found out that um, who my mother was, my biological mother, and she had passed, my the investigator that I had told me, like my aunts, I had two aunts that were still alive, gave me their information. So I contacted one of them. We talked forever. My gosh, before I could even see, before I even visited her, found out that I have a half brother and a half sister. My story is, is long, so I'm trying to, uh, I'm trying to shorten. I found out my, my siblings through Ancestry.com. That was, oh, wow. that's an amazing site. Yes. Um Let's see. I, I went and met them last year in March. We all, he, my brother lives in Michigan and my sister lives in East Tennessee. Um, come to find out through Ancestry, all my my relatives settled in, in West Tennessee. So my, huh. I know it's so crazy. Like I'm from Michigan and I moved to West Tennessee to be with my biological father. He moved down here from Jackson, Michigan. He worked at Goodyear Tire Rubber Company. He moved down here in 1980s. Because he he, he tra you know he traveled with uh, with Goodyear. That's the only reason why I'm in Tennessee is to be closer to him. So to find out that my grandfather was born in Union City and my uncle was born in Union City, the town that I actually moved to when I first got here, like it just it blows my mind still. 
I still have family in New Jersey that I, I have an aunt and lots of cousins I still want to go meet. I have found a home. Oh my gosh, here's another great story. So I worked at Goodyear and I actually worked on a line with a guy that we became very close, just nice friends. Um, after Goodyear shut down, we still stayed in contact. Come to find out through Ancestry and talking to other people that he is my cousin. What? Oh, wow. Who Yes, it's just unbelievable. Um, so small world. So I know. So I've got so much, so much family down here, and then, um, and then a connection also in Michigan. But it's just, it's amazing. It, it has really, you know, you feel like I never really felt like I had a void or something. But just to know, like, to know who I looked like, to know. Who I might, yeah. you know, like who, where did I, where did I get my curly hair from? Where did I get my freckle? You know that right. kind of thing. Um, I understand that. It's crazy to think that, um, you know, we all like everybody that's adopted. You know, we all had kind of share a common mindset of maybe like, man, I wonder what they look like, or I wonder, you know, if I act like them, if I take after them in some way, and like that is insane how like you're just like in a cluster of your biological family that's that's crazy to think like for me like i was born in an entire different country like right. ukraine is nowhere close to dyersburg tennessee but um <laughs> so i highly doubt that i have my biological family over here near me but that's okay i actually <laughs> have used uh 23 and me and i use 23 and me just to you know kind of figure out more about my um dna more about my ancestors you know, like you said earlier, I've always known I'm adopted. Like, I, I can't remember a time where I didn't know I was adopted. And I feel like it makes the uh, impact of having a child know that he or she is adopted a lot easier to handle, a lot easier to, um, I guess, understand and to and process sad. mentally Definitely. as they, yes. right, right. As they, you know, as they mature, they grow older, they start to realize, they understand that, like, you know, the, the perception about adoption, the stigmatism about adoption in today's culture and in the past culture. And it's, I feel like that's a um, very important part of adoption is to make sure that the person that is adopted knows that they're adopted, but knows they are loved just as if they were their own. I feel like my parents and my family did a really good job at that. I can't remember a time where they didn't act like I was just, I was theirs from the very beginning. Um, right. But I am very, I am very proud to be um, Ukrainian. I'm very proud to have that connection with my biological parents. The only thing that I know about my biological parents is their names. Um, my mom's name is Natalia. My dad's name is Igor. It's a very strange name, but it's very common over there in Russia. Um, they were both born in Moscow. So I have Russian blood, but I was born in Ukraine. So that's kind of contradicting considering the news right now with the whole right, thing going on. But, uh, you know, I've always been curious of, man, I wonder like one day if I can find my parents or like if, I wonder who I look like because, you know, regardless of who you live with, you, you share certain, you know, certain characteristics, certain traits with them. So as an adopted person, you, you want to know who you take after the most or who, who you just look like. And I exactly. feel like that's really cool for you. I feel like that's really cool for you to be able to to be able to do that, man. It's crazy. Well, Maybe one day I'll see that. Yes, I'm sure you will, especially if you have names. I mean, that's definitely that's I mean, that's why I didn't I didn't have I didn't have names, you know. Um, so I had no, it was really hard for me to find, to find anything like even on ancestry, like 
you know, they had to give you matches. Like I just went through and messaged probably a hundred people and copy and, you know, started my story, copy and pasted that and sent it out to like a, my hundred contacts that I had on Ancestry. And then everybody would come back. Well, what's the surname? You know what? And I didn't have any names. So that was really hard. So once I had a name, um, that was pretty, pretty easy to, um, you know, to, to contact, yeah, to contact the family. But I've also been talking to, it would be like my mom's, my biological mother's cousin. So like my second, or what is it? First cousin removed or whatever. He was telling me, we were talking on the phone and, oh my gosh, I hope I don't cry. I've I've been praying that I don't cry while I'm talking to you. But he said, um, we were talking and he said, oh my gosh, you even laugh like your mother. And so oh, that was just like, that's crazy. What? You know, wow. How can that be? You know, like I have never been around her, but wow. something simple as that. And then, um, I had a cousin in New Jersey. She's seen a picture that I posted, um, on my Instagram. And, um, she said, wow, you look so much like, you know, so-and-so. And, and I just had to tell her, you know, that's, I've been waiting years, my life to hear that. So that's uh, right. just really special. Yeah. I feel like, you know, everybody that, has been adopted or even you know everybody that's in a biological family has a unique story to tell but with ours you know it kind of it's kind of just like a push start you know it's like all right well you've been through this and now you're about to go through this and you know yeah it's just the level of uncertainty that we go through and that we you know have to you know maneuver around each day and you know just like in my mind, like, I'm sitting here thinking, like, I think about my biological parents every day, you know, not like, oh, man, like, I wish I was with them instead of my family now. But like, I'm just like, it's just curiosity, really. And right, exactly. as humans, that that's what we are. We're just curious. So like, uh, I've had dreams about my biological parents. And, you know, the weird thing is, the other day, I don't know how I forget, like, maybe two weeks ago, I had a dream that my biological mom, uh, she contacted me through Facebook. And she like messaged me and she told me something. So I thought it was a prank. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to message him back or whatever. So I had a dream and we were just like talking and she was telling me all this stuff. And I know a lot of stuff about my adoption. I know a lot about my, you know, circumstances in Ukraine because like I said, I'm curious. I like to learn new things. You know, I, I know about the orphanage. I know about, you know, what it took for my parents to get there. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But um, anyway, she was telling me all this stuff. Or I dreamt that she was. And um, so I, like, I guess I had a mental picture of what she would look like to me. Oh, wow. So, like, I saw her, like, her, her Facebook profile picture. And she had, like, medium, like, long, like, length, dirty blonde hair and green eyes and everything. And I was just like, where did that come from? Because, like, I've never seen them. <laughs> I've never even seen my biological parents. I've, you know, I would only know their names. And, you know, the weird part about that dream is I woke up and my phone was in my hand on Facebook Messenger. It was so oh, weird, God. man. Creep me out a little bit. I'm not going to lie. But <laughs> but uh, it's different, man. It's a it's a different aspect to life. You, you are introduced to a whole different aspect of life whenever you know you're adopted. And it's an interesting aspect for sure. It's just it's yeah, it all it's all based on your perspective. Yes, exactly. Yes. Because some people, they were like, oh, wow you know, your adopted. That's pretty cool. And then others are like, felt pity for me. And I was like, no, right. I'm happy. You know, my parents love me. I'm, I'm, I have a good, good, you know. And I, I got that question a lot. Well, what, what would you do if you saw your, your biological mom or your biological dad? I'm like, like, would you be mad? I'm like, no. I was like, cause my mom, like 
she was like, I think she was like 18, something like 18 to 20 years old. I can't pinpoint the exact age, but for a teenager or a young adult in Ukraine, especially a woman, you know, I mean, she didn't have money. She didn't have a job. She didn't go to school. Like she had nothing. I'm just grateful that she decided to say, hey, my, I'm going to give my son a, ch a chance at life, even though it's not going to be with me and decided to put me in the orphanage rather than taking, you know, alternative measures. So exactly. I feel like I'm, I'll be forever grateful to her. I will love her as my biological mom because she decided to carry me for however many months, about nine months, you know. So I will love her as that. Uh, nothing more, nothing less. And That's how I feel. Yeah. And on that, on that subject to branch off of that, you know, a lot of people, some people understand that thought process. Some people don't really get it because a lot of people say, well, your parents are whoever raised you, which I completely agree with. But for me personally, in my perspective, my parents are also the ones that gave life to me in the first place. You know what I'm saying? So uh -huh. yes, my adoptive parents did raise me and I'm forever grateful to them. They are my parents. I will say that. Right. But my biological mom is also my mom, you know? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. That's how I feel. Yeah. I have love for her. Um, she passed away in 2015. I wish I would have been able to meet her. But um, yeah, I have nothing but love. I mean, that I'm, I have no hard feelings towards her. There's no, I mean, of course I have questions, you know, like, like why yeah. or something, but, but that doesn't matter. I mean, it would not change anything, it wouldn't change how I feel about her. I would, I will always have have love for her because she did i mean she was doing the best that she could at the time so and you know at the end of the day it's 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 all based off how you feel you know personally about the situation a lot of people well i know like especially people my age we are very easily swayed by what how how society says you should feel about a certain situation and that's why like i feel like the connotation on adoption like the negative connotation is so like wrong mm. and like you said earlier you know you had people feel p sorry for you and i'm just like i don't understand it because yeah your biological parents you know they couldn't keep you but you should feel like you know you have a purpose if you're adopted because another family was like hey you know we want this person that we have no idea who they are we don't know how they're going to turn out but we want to see how they're going to turn out we want to raise them you know we want to try to provide for them what their biological parents couldn't so, right, exactly. You know, it's it's all based on perspective. Yes, yes. My parents, I, I mean, they divorced when I was um, when I was young, but I mean, my parents loved me as as their own. Uh, there was never um, there was never a moment where I felt not part of the family. You know, there was right. there was no question. Let's talk about the differences in both of our perspectives. The differences between stateside adoption and international adoption. Okay. So for you, what did your parents have to go through to be able to, you know, legally and fully adopt you? Um, they, I believe they just went through the courts. Um, I'm, I'm sure they had a lawyer. I don't know my, I mean, that's, that's, just, that's all I really know that they, they must've had a lawyer. They had to go through, um, adoption yeah. agency. Um, and then they went through the courts and finalized it. I was born November 13th and I was home with them like the end of December or something like that. So it didn't really take very long. I think, and back then I think it was like $75 is all they paid. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Which of course, yeah, of course now I'm thinking like it, it's quite, you know, more than that, but um, yeah. yeah, so that's all it was. And then, um, like I said, it was a closed adoption. So they never got any information on my, on my mother or my father, my biological mother, father, um, and my birth certificate 
the one that I have has my adoptive parents on there. It doesn't, you know, I don't have one that has my biological mother on there. Right. Um, but yeah, that's as far as I know, that's, that's all that happened. That's all it took. I mean, that seems, that seems quite simple, right? But I think one of the main thing, I think one of the main things that people worry about, you know, adopting stateside is, is those biological parents coming back for their kids, which I mean, I don't necessarily know how that paperwork goes down. I don't know how the ruling is, but I know I've had a had a friend, a real close friend that was adopted um, by his his um, I believe it was his second grade teacher. And he would flip flop back and forth between his biological parents and and her family. Um, I think the final finalization of the adoption within stateside is, is a little bit more drawn out based on the situation that the kid is in um, for me personally international adoption is a lot more straightforward in my opinion i mean there are a lot of tedious a lot of tedious uh steps you have to go through you know you got to have everything in order you got to have everything in line Mm -hmm. documents can't be you know outdated documents can't even be printed wrong Mm -hmm. um there are a lot of different outlets you must go through uh you know court decisions are based off you know, international courts like the courts of Ukraine or you're going to a country and you're asking them, hey, can we have one of your, you know, one of your citizens? And then another thing with that is the court has to make sure that you will take care of of that kid or, you know, because they're not just going to hand you a kid and be like, yeah, here you go. You know, go about right. your day. Um, right. So did they have so, like um, my parents like house visits or something like did they like? Yeah. So, yeah. They they had to have that before they left for Ukraine um, to make sure that it was suitable to live in, to make sure the family was going to, you know, care for me and, and love me and, and just not put me in a bad situation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just stuff like that, which I think is a good thing. Um, yeah, I don't think definitely. it should just be passed out like like bread. <laughs> so right. I think it's a good thing to have those stipulations because um, if a parent, if a family is serious enough, they will go through it without you know, without question. And right. that's another, right. And that's another, you know, important aspect of adoption. You have to be committed to it. It's not a, oh yeah, I want to adopt a kid one day and then just be like, oh, well, never mind. Let's not do that because you're playing <laughs> with life. So, right. I don't, you know, I, I completely agree with having those stipulations. But my story uh, is, is a little crazy. Um, I remember, so these, okay, so these are stories that my mom and dad have told me. Okay. I don't remember all the exact details, but they've told me a lot because I've asked a lot. So I remember my mom, I believe she was telling me she had to wear. So when they were traveling in Ukraine, she had to wear a scarf on her head to go through a um, a monastery of monks or whatnot to get over to the side where the orphanage was. Um, and the monastery wouldn't let him go like they wouldn't let him leave. So I guess in retrospect, they kind of were kidnapped by monks. It's cool to say that. It's not really what happened, but, you know, they wouldn't let him leave. And, you know, so, like, I feel if you go through that, going through and and just being in another country makes the world a difference. You know, my parents didn't know the language. They didn't know anything. They just had themselves and a translator. And a translator is very important. Do not adopt internationally without a translator. Because if you don't have one, you're just going to be dead to rights. You're not going to know anything. So... They had that, and it, and and they just had to figure it out, and they had to maneuver, and that's why like I have major respect for my parents to be able to do that because that just shows how dedicated they were. They that shows how much they truly love me without even knowing me yet. 
And I just, you know, I applaud them for that. And I love them to death for that because most people wouldn't do that. They, they would look at that and be like, okay, no, this is too much work. Let's, let's mm-hmm. not, you know, that's why I, I love my parents to death for doing that. I love my mom. I love my dad. It's just crazy. Another major aspect about my life is that I have cerebral palsy. It is a neurological and physical birth defect. Um, mm-hmm. It happens a lot. It's very common. Uh, but I don't think it was very common in Ukraine because, you know, they knew nothing about it. They weren't educated in it, which you can't blame them. I don't I don't blame them at all. But since I had that disability or have that disability, um, they put me like in a room like off by myself or whatnot. Um, they barely fed me, you know, so basically to mm. be blunt about it, they, they starved me um, because they thought I was just, you know, they thought I was going to die anyway because oh gosh, you know, I had that disability. They didn't know. Yeah, they didn't know what it was. They were just like, all right, we're just going to set them off to the side. We ain't going to worry about it. Well, when my parents got there, mom and dad saw me, and she, they were like, yeah, we want him. Well, the staff was like, no, you don't want him. He's got issues, you know. Mm-hmm. And my parents were like, no. They were like, no, I think I think we'll we'll take him. So, <laughs> so, they, so they finally get to be able to, you know, adopt me and everything. You know, they visit me for a while. I think they were in Ukraine for three months, four months, something oh, like wow. that. Um. Yeah, it's it's crazy. But um, anyway, after they were, you know, visiting and everything and they finally decided, yeah, we're going to adopt you. You know, they went through the courts. They had to make sure that, you know, they had a suitable living um, environment for me. They had to make sure that they were going to take care of me medically wise, emotionally wise, you know, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I think saved my life and I don't even like I just now realize this literally as I'm talking to you. Um, is the, the court's decision to be able to say, hey, we're going to let you go home now, like as soon as possible, because, you know, to put right. it in retrospect, I was I was about 10 pounds at two years old and I had mm-hmm. a disability that, you know, we didn't know how severe it was, you know, how bad it was. And I needed medical attention now. So they I'm grateful you, to the, right, right. My parents and the courts, because if the courts would have been like, you know, no, we're going to make you wait a little bit. We got to, you know, go over some more things first. And then I probably would have, you know, died, to be honest. So it's just, it's crazy what God does. It's crazy. Say it's a God thing, he, definitely. Right. It's crazy how he puts things into place and you just got to be forever grateful for it. And I am, you get over here and, and you try to live the best for you and try to make them proud. Yeah. And I think you've done a great job at doing a well, great I appreciate job. appreciate that. <laughs> In your perspective. What does the word adoption mean to you? What does it mean to me? It means that um, someone is actually choosing you, that someone is um, giving you a life, um, giving you love um, unconditionally because they want, they want you. Um, not, not meaning that, uh, I shouldn't say like, okay, not meaning that someone that, that is pregnant having a um, birth doesn't want that child. You know what I'm saying? Like when you go and right. I understand. Yeah. You're, you're wanting that. So adoption is just a saving grace. I mean, especially your story also, you know, I mean, just picking that, that, uh, that person, that, that tiny, that tiny human or, or even a grown human, you know, it could be whatever Mm -hmm. age. Um, and just gave them a loving home and, and, um, teaching them, you know, life. Right. And that could be, I mean, adoption, even for animals, I mean, it's still just given, it's given hope. home. Yeah. It, it's it, hope. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. For me, that's what adoption means to me. It, it's just to put it simple and I'll explain it. Um, it's hope. It's mm-hmm. hope that, you know, as parents, you'll be able to give that child 
everything that he could he or she could ever want or need in life um it's hope that you'll do good by their his biological parents or her biological parents because you know i bet i'm i'm betting it was really tough for both of our parents to say oh. okay i gotta give you know i gotta give my kid up it's not easy for most people no. like you can't you don't just most people don't just say okay here take my kid you know and just be perfectly fine with it some people do but that's a rare occasion you know so it's hope that you'll make their biological parents proud to say, yeah, my kid was adopted, but look at him now or look right. at her now. If that ever does reach them, I hope that's how they feel. And another thing about adoption, you hope that that person that you adopted grows up to be not only a productive part of society, but a difference in society. And like, that's the reason that's one of the main reasons for this podcast is I don't want to just be, you know, a cool story. I don't want to be oh my god that's such a great story type deal i want to you know expand on it you know i want to make a difference for people that you know are struggling with whether it's you know depression that i've spoken about or you know the lack of motivation to do things in their life or you know a disability or just you know life in general it's hard it's not easy life is right. life is hard um it for is, everybody yes. not just for people that are adopted so that's why i feel like this topic you know it reaches so many different people because and many the levels, concept yeah. of right and the concept of of adoption doesn't just stem from okay we're going to go get an orphan and we're going to make him or her part of a family that's not all that adoption is right the concept is okay i'm going to unconditionally provide my life love and effort into somebody that i don't know and anybody can do that any given day any given time so i feel like it's just important to understand for people that are adopted that you are loved. You are obviously somebody that is wanted here and God has a purpose for you because it's I know not. me personally, I know me personally, I struggle with that. And I talked about this on my last podcast. I struggle with those, you know, intrusive and irrational thoughts of, man, I wasn't good enough for my biological family, you know? And like, I know they're not true, but that's just, you know, that's the, the inner voice in my head that's telling me, you know, dang, you messed up. And even though I couldn't control it and it, it doesn't really help that I have that disability because that just feeds into it, even though I know that's not why she gave me up for adoption, you know, but it's important to understand that, you know, your biological parents did the best for you without you even knowing it by giving you up to an orphanage or giving you up to another family. Yes. Yep. Giving you a chance at life. Exactly. It's all about it's all about second chances and it's all about hope when it comes to adoption to me. Yes. Yeah, exactly. You're right. So what role does adoption play in your life now? Like the Tracy now in present times, how does adoption apply to your life now? Oh my gosh. Um, wow. Um, I guess, um, I mean, finding, finding a, a new adventure now because now I'm, I'm finding all these people that, are related to me and how big a family I have knowing that my adoptive parents just loved me so much and gave me what they could. And then now I have this whole nother chapter in my life. Like I'm meeting new people and this isn't just, these aren't just strangers. This is my family. So just a, um, adventure in, in life and making new memories with, um, with people that, you know, are, are my blood and um 
I don't know. That's about it's all I can say. Um, it's exciting, I guess. I mean, I don't feel like I'm burdened with it. It's not a, it's not a burden. It's, um, it's a good thing in life. Um, I'm proud, I guess. I've always been proud. I've, I've never really. Exactly. Yeah. 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 When I say, Hey, I'm adopted, especially when I go to the doctor, <laughs> you know, they always want your history. I'm like, eh, I'm adopted. Right. So I don't I know. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. Never a burden. Um, just enjoying life and, and telling my story, I guess. I mean, I haven't really, I haven't really told my story. So I just, I thank you so much for even inviting me to do this. Uh, and I think my, mine's pretty cool, you know? Uh, I probably need to write a book or something. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> just enjoy life and um, just getting to know my my family now, you know, making new memories. Right. And for me, adoption, like now, um, me being a young adult, me being still very curious about my biological family, because like I said, I don't know much. I feel like um, adoption will always play a big role in my life because... Yeah. I'll always have that in the back of my head of, man, I wish I could meet them someday. And it might happen. But it's also, it provides a goal for me. It, it keeps me motivated. It keeps me humbled. You know, um, if I can strive to be the best version of myself, then I can reach that goal of someday, you know, if not meeting my parents, meeting somebody in my biological family, you know. Yes. Um, like I said earlier, I'm a very proud Ukrainian. I'm a very proud uh, Russian blood the reason for that is because I feel like if I understand where I come from, if I understand the circumstances that I made it out of, even though I was only two years old and I don't remember it, you know, that stuff still sticks with you mentally. When you hear those stories and you hear, you know, the things you overcome and the things you went through um, while you were being adopted or while you were in, you know, your your home country, you understand that I'm I'm a special person, you know. There, there's there's not many people that could do that and that also proves the existence of god to me because science can't explain you know my parents adopting me and saving my life um, exactly it just it doesn't it doesn't work like that and that's why like i'm so proud to be from ukraine you know i have a tattoo in ukrainian it's my it's my adopted mom's name i've got <laughs> a whole wall in my room uh, that's got it's got a Ukrainian flag and a Ukrainian map. You know, I, I listen to books about Ukraine. The only re like the main reason I do that is to keep myself humble is to keep. And it's just interesting. Yeah, I'm just very interested in history. I'm a, I'm a history buff. I love history. Um, so for me to be personally attached to, you know, interesting history like that, of course, I'm going to gravitate towards it. Who wouldn't? So I think that's amazing. Like, that's great. Right. And I just feel blessed to be able to even do that because without adoption, obviously wouldn't be here today. I wouldn't be talking to you. I wouldn't even be right. on this earth. So I'm forever grateful to my parents, to my dad, to my mom, to my sisters, mm -hmm. um, because it's, that's another thing, not to get off on a tangent, but to, to add to that, my sisters are some of the best people that I've ever met in my life. And that's the one and only compliment they will probably ever get from me. <laughs> but I, I love them to death. I would do anything for them. Um, I admire how easily they accepted me into the family. I heard that they begged for a brother. But it's funny because as soon as I got over here, they just treated me like a life-size Barbie doll. And, and you know, it's 
So I think they just wanted a new toy is what it was. Right. So my parents yeah. decided, hey, let's go. Let's just go get another kid. But <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I admired the fact that they, um, you know, they welcomed me with open arms. All of my family did. My cousins, my uncles, my aunts, my grandmothers, you know, my granddads. And, you know, that's just something I can't, you know, even begin to think how thankful I am for that. And they will never understand how much I love them for that and how forever grateful I will be, you know, because adoptions open so many doors. Like, I am eternally grateful for the fact that I can be open about this because, you know, some people don't want to talk about it. Some people want to be um, in denial of it, you know, and I feel like that runs you in circles, man. I feel like if you know you're adopted, you know, you need to embrace it. Because the day you embrace it, the day you embrace it is the day you become comfortable in your own skin. And when that happens, life becomes so much easier. Yes. Life becomes so much easier. Because if I would have listened to my classmates and I would have said, okay, man, I really don't like my parents for giving me up for adoption. You know, why would you do that? Right. You know, that's, that's terrible. Like, I would just hate myself for that. And it would just be a constant nagging it in the side of my inside of my head, which my my classmates didn't mean anything by it. They just, you know, they didn't know the perspective. They didn't right. have a grasp on it. And that's the reason for this episode is for people to understand how people that were actually adopted think and how we feel and what our perspective on, you know, certain aspects of life are. Yeah, and I think you're doing a great job of getting it out there. I try. It's, it's not easy, but I, I definitely try. I want to thank you for coming on the show. I want to thank you for being open and honest with me, for giving me complete answers, for for being real, for being genuine. And that's all that I ask. That's all that we are on this podcast. Um, once again, I really want to thank you for coming on, Miss Tracy. I thoroughly enjoyed this interview. And let me tell you, Drake, I am I am so proud of you. I seriously am. Like from you, follow me around, <laughs> learn about PTA stuff. Um, and now you're now you have your own podcast. I think you're, you're amazing. You're an amazing young man. So I uh, I'll be praying for you daily. And thank you so much for for uh, inviting me on here. And and like you said, I hope we get to do this again. And thank you. I really appreciate that. All right. Well, you have a good night. You as well. This has been the Box Factor with Drake Box, and I hope you guys have a great day. Yeah.